0: You spin me right round baby like a book I'm like a wounded mongoose <laughs> hungry
1: for snakes
2: Welcome to another episode of Swiss Army Scorpion's Tuesday Gaming Podcast. Uh, Just real quick right off the top here, I just wanted to remind everyone that we have now partnered up with Dragonhide Dice Company. So anyone who is looking for a very, very nice new set of dice can head to dragonhidedicecode.com and take a look at any of the fine selection of dice sets that they have there. And when you're ready to check out, just go ahead and use promo code SCORPION and you will get 10% off of your order. Again, that's DragonHideDiceCode.com and our promo code Scorpion at checkout. And on top of that, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone for tuning in week after week. We do really appreciate it, you guys. Uh, If you haven't yet, please rate us and review us, especially on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't use Apple Podcasts, go find someone you know with an iPhone or a Mac or something and go on their account and rate us and review us. It'll help a lot of new people find the show and help us to continue to grow. On top of that, we do have our Patreons still. We have our tiers up uh, for the $10 tier. And up, you do get early access to all of these episodes. That means instead of waiting all the way until today, you could have been listening to it four days ago. On top of that, please make sure to give us a follow on Twitter. Take us out on Facebook and if you're really interested in chatting with us a little more frequently we do have our very own discord server as well it's easily found from the link right at the top of our website uh with that all out of the way i thank you guys again for tuning in and please enjoy episode 102 where's the egg
3: pound <laughs> control to major palm welcome back to tuesday gaming we are swiss army scorpion what's up everybody uh, ready to chop up some zombies. Hell yeah, so we're mid-combat.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Oh wait, I'm yeah. up, aren't I?
3: I don't know. <laughs> I, what do I look like? The yeah. He keeps track he of the g- shit?
4: <laughs> I think I am, because you you ended it last week
0: with... Uh, it's gonna Well, be-
3: Cheryl just got cut to ribbons. I probably uh, have
0: most of my HP. So oh no!
3: The Undead just went. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, so I got a couple clarifications to make from last week. I remember I kept saying that Cheryl's book was breaking through their damage reduction.
0: Oh, no. Uh, Does it not?
3: I, yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I had it in my head that Cold Iron broke through damage reduction silver, uh, but it's actually Mithril that can do that in addition to silver. I knew I, I knew it was one of the weird metals, but I got the wrong one. So I'm not going to erase any of the damage that they've already taken, but going forward, you're going to lose a, a bit of damage. Although I think okay. you still have the... You can still... Throw the enchantment on your book uh, for some extra damage. I don't think you've done that today. Yeah, yet.
0: no, I haven't. I'm still waiting.
3: Another thing is, um, how many times did Cheryl get hit in that last turn? It it was it was two either or three, two or three. He got, he got a yeah, he got a crit and he got a regular hit. We'll we'll go with two. So Cheryl, I'm gonna, I'm going to need two fortitude saves, please.
0: Here comes twenty five. It's probably good enough for both of them, isn't it? All right. <laughs> no oh, that was definitely one, one of them well, let's see the second oh. one yeah please yeah, okay 24
3: <laughs> oh nice so there was a there's a disease tied to the brachy claws but cheryl went ahead and saved against both of them so you're good nice so up next is scram just like you said
4: i'm gonna magic missile this shit you're
3: using the and wand or a prepared magic missile prepared
5: does that break okay. through their DR? Or is he just setting you up to waste the standard action here?
3: No, magic missiles is force damage, so it's it's a, it's a spell effect, so it doesn't account for damage reduction.
5: Okay,
2: it does have to get through their spell resistance, though.
5: Shut up! See, man. I knew I knew there was something. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, Scram's a wizard. There's little he can do to these things that's not going to be versus their spell resistance. So, you know, it, it's it, it is what it is. So scram! Yes? If you want to use magic missile, tell me which one, and then roll for spell resistance. Uh, I'm
4: gonna do it on the one right below Cheryl, so blue. The blue
3: one. Okay, yeah. you're gonna. I'm gonna move you over here then, so you have line of sight. Okay. Okay. So roll a d20. Add your caster level.
4: Uh, I got twenty. All
3: right. Let me tell you what their spell resistance is. Twenty.
4: <laughs> Let's go.
3: Yeah. Wait. Go what? ahead and roll that damage. Total of Thank you.
1: sixteen.
3: <laughs> Alright, Leon.
1: Okay. It's been a while. How's everybody looking?
2: Cheryl's pretty hurt. I think he's you know, the only yeah. one hurt.
1: I'm a bit hurt. Yeah. A bit hurt? I need you to be specific because I'm at I have like levels of healing. 48% hurt. I'm gonna use my rod to squirt some cure critical on him.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Nice.
1: Alright, cure critical. Alright. Heal me, Daddy. Thirty two healthies. Oh. oh my. Get healed, buddy. Thank you. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to move.
3: I'm good here. Okay, Cheryl, you're up. All right. You just got clawed up uh, pretty good, but you're, you also just got healed pretty good. So what are you going to do? As a move action, you can ascend or descend as oh yeah. much as 30 feet. Also, you heal another eight from the fast healing. Oh, That's right. Eight.
0: That's insane. It's uh, like a freaking Cure Light yeah, wound this is all... every
3: single round that you guys got. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: Just this is all good. Input. Every
3: round, everyone gets a free cure light wounds. I freaking hate it.
0: <laughs> is there? There's a guy directly below me, right? Yes. So I want, I want to fight him. I want to have the high ground, you know? Like, uh, oh, you would, Anakin mm-hmm. style?
3: Yeah, you do. And uh, remember, with levitate, every time you take a melee attack, you're taking another accumulative minus one penalty to your attack rolls. And I think oh, yeah. you're up to minus <laughs> two now.
5: Yeah, but doesn't high ground wash out that minus two? Because you get a plus two
2: for this one attack. Yeah, it will wash it out. But then next time he's taking a minus
5: three.
1: You also don't have you're, you. don't have you don't pierce their damage reduction now. Yep. Which is kind of a yeah. Crack. But do you see how hard uh, he
5: hits now? I mean, he can afford to lose ten off the damage.
1: No, <laughs> you're right. He does have pretty good numbers.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's like a real character. Reduction right, would be a. Yeah, right, it wouldn't right. be as bad against him. <laughs> all right, yeah, blast away, bookman. Yeah, I'm going to stick to the plan and do some um, booking on the guy below me because I'm above him and I want to, you know, put him where he belongs. And uh, <laughs> so I'll attack him and then I'm going to move on out of there with the uh, with the floaties. And here I go attack! Okay. Oh, 41 minus...
3: Jesus
5: Christ. <laughs> Plus two. Oh, uh, well, well I guess it that washes out. Well, yeah. is
0: it
3: minus three Because it's my third
0: Next one one's I've a done mess. this with.
3: That was at a minus two. Going forward, it'll okay. be at a minus three. But he's below you, okay. So the minus two and plus two wash out. I
0: see. Okay. So yeah, either totally way, that your fool. attack
3: roll is in the fucking forties, so you're fine.
0: <laughs> Seventeen damage, and right. some of that'll get absorbed, sure. But then I totally uh, it, float away. It and looks onto like the a little.
3: Ship. All right. It looks like a little over half of that got absorbed. Oh, um, you no good. Before you get to the ship, you're going to provoke two attacks of opportunity.
0: Yeah, whatever.
3: All right, so blue is going to attack Cheryl. 23 versus your AC.
2: Nope. Uh, Also, whichever one was below him, doesn't that have to make some
3: sort of check to not fall in the water?
0: Ah, that's right. That is true.
3: And, yeah, the second attack roll is a 22, so neither of them were going to hit you. Uh, So blue needs to make a climb check to avoid falling. He succeeds.
0: He succeeds at falling? <laughs> no,
3: he succeeds at holding on. Okay, up next is Ivan. I am going to
5: um, unwild shape and use a move action. Is it a move action or a swift action to put the book into my backpack?
3: It's a move action to store an item. What is it? A swift action to unwild shape or is that a standard? I thought I think it's a standard unless you're doing it as part of a mover charge.
5: No, it's. A, I think it's a sw- uh, free action. Like I can just end it, and it's a move action to wild shape. I believe unless I'm charging, then it's a free action. I guess I can't go charging out of the doors. So I will use a move action to put the book into my backpack, and then take a another a second move action as my standard turn to go 35. To these stairs
2: all right um i will say i'm looking at the the rules for a wild shape changing form either to an animal or back to normal form is a standard action really yep i guess you I'll... just have the ability to make it faster while you're charging but in general just changing form is a standard action
5: i thought there was part of it says when you end it
2: no it just it just says changing form whether to an animal or back to normal form is a standard action
3: uh, Shifting right. into a minor form is a swift action. Uh, maybe
5: that's what I was thinking.
2: Yeah, like your minor aspects.
3: Okay,
5: I will spend a standard action to turn back into Ivan and a move action to put the book in my backpack and a five-foot step to there.
3: Okie dokie. Up next is Devoth.
5: All
2: right. Since uh, Scram and Cheryl are in my way, Devoth is going to... I guess stay right where he is and prepare, uh, ready a vital strike for if something gets within reach. Maintaining range.
3: Okay. Then it is the Bricka turn. Red and blue are going to take a full round action and ascend another 15 feet, which brings them level with uh, the guardrail. And orange and green are going to do the same thing, but that only brings them 20 feet up. So there's still another 10 feet before they get to the top. Uh, so, Devoth, your Vital Strike will trigger on red. All right,
2: that is a 25 to hit. 25 hits. And that's 49 damage.
3: 49, you say.
2: Ooh, and I take six back.
3: Okay. That does not kill him, but he does need to make a climb check. He's fine. Then, uh, well, that's the end of the turn. Scram, you're up.
4: Uh, Scram's gonna use a Fireball, and it's going to be... Away from the in the square, yeah, right. He's gonna aim it roughly to where the blue, is, uh, blue's height is.
3: Okay. Anything else?
4: Uh, no, that's all.
3: Okay, then you will Beside provoke an attack of opportunity from red. Okay. So that's going to be a twenty-two to hit. What's your AC? Yeah.
4: It's uh sixteen, so twenty.
3: Okay. So he's going to take a swing at you, and that'll be 12 damage, and you're going to need to make a concentration check, which I think is 15 plus the damage you took. 26. All right, hold on. Let me just double check what the DC is. Injured while casting. 10 plus damage dealt plus spell level. So I dealt twelve. What so twelve? Twelve plus ten is twenty-two. Plus the spell level is third, so That's 25. oh, he makes it by. Yeah, he makes it by one. You're right. Wow, wow! Congratulations, that's awesome. <laughs> Good thing you looked that up. I'm also going to need a fortitude save from you, Scram, for the disease. Oh, get poisoned. E, uh, disease. Fifteen. Okay, so uh, Scram, you contract the Brycolocus fever. You feel a okay. little icky right now. Go ahead and roll that damage. Uh, actually, before you roll the damage, give me uh, caster level checks for their spell resistance.
4: 27, 22, and 31.
3: Okay, you're good. All right. Now give me that damage.
2: Here we go. 10d6,
3: baby. Yep. They're going to roll reflex saves. I'm just going to go from top to bottom. Green got a 17. That's a natural 20 for the next one. And a 19. Okay, so pass, fail, pass. Give me that damage. All right, 10d6,
4: 33.
3: Very nice. Did you say blue pass, takes... fail, pass? F- what was yeah. the last one? Fail, pass, fail. fail. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay. <laughs> so blue <laughs> call, takes. Red is obliterated. Yeah, buddy. Very nice. Sick. All right, so up next. Uh, Scram, are you doing anything with your move action?
4: Uh, I'm going to move behind off.
3: So, up next is Leon.
4: All right. Uh, I am going
1: to cast Cure Light Wounds Mass on everybody, including the enemies.
3: What?
4: Wait.
0: Oh. Don't you have to pick? or that's no. just how that well works. so
1: i can choose a number of creatures so channel is because i had to look this up because i was like wait does it work like channel yeah. channel i have to pick harm or hurt healing uh-huh. spells especially cure light wounds mass since it's multi-target i can choose any number of targets and if it is a fiend it will just take damage oh that's sick so well i mean we've got some more stuff first i believe they get a will save dc 21 and i have to beat spell resistance, right?
3: That is correct.
1: Top to bottom, 24,
3: 20, 21. Yeah, those are three passes. Okay. And they
2: need to make well so, saves. Yeah.
3: Yes. All right, so first up first is orange. That is a 30. Up next is green, and that is a 17. Blue is a 23.
1: Ah, two pass one fail. So it's uh 15 and then halved for those who succeeded. Uh, everybody else, all you players, you also get to heal. Yep. And uh you get to overheal because of my oh nice. Oh, so uh, yeah. I believe it's by class level. I'm just gonna
5: I was just thinking yep. so I haven't done anything to
3: if, need this heal, but I do need it.
1: If you if you overheal you get to keep eleven of it as temporary HP. Up up to Although
3: him. does well, Ivan yeah, even receive him. that because he's like I don't think he's there. That's line of effect. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, up next is Cheryl.
0: Alright, time for pain.
3: So you can reach blue technically, but it's around a corner, so he's going to have cover. Because he's five feet beneath the railing. So you can like reach, reach over the down. Yeah,
0: You can reach over the railing, but that's technically granting him cover. Thematically that's absolutely what I want to do, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna reach over and try and push him into the ocean as I was trying to do when I was getting up.
2: I just figured this is Cheryl, like, he just extends the book on the chain a little bit, swings it around like a flail, and just swings it oh. around, railing
0: at it. <laughs> oh, I love it! Oh, Matt, you're a genius. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> it's so sick having this thing on a chain now. I mean, I haven't been disarmed, per se, since I've gotten it, but I know it's coming. It's like any second now. Attack! Oh, 40! Uh, for hit. 20 damage. Okay. So go ahead and mark off 20 on him. Uh, less any, um... <laughs> Less any uh, stupid <laughs> DR or whatever nonsense you work with, and uh, yep, I'd like yep, to yep. keep attacking this man. So I will full attack on him. Like like Matt said, it's just the book is like a you know a tilt a whirl Ferris wheel type deal where it's just <laughs> it's just going around slapping this whack, dude. Whack, 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 Do you want to do the roll to see if he falls first, or do you want me to hit him again? Yeah, no, because that's gonna that would happen before
3: you had a chance to hit him again. So I'm going to do that.
0: All right. So go ahead and do that.
3: He's he's hanging on.
0: Oh, okay, we'll see about that. 33. That'll hit. And that's for 17 damage. And go ahead and make the roll again. <laughs> or he could just die. I'm, I'm cool with either of those outcomes.
3: <laughs> he's definitely not dying. But he does fall. <laughs> yes. Yes, you
1: will bitch. <laughs> Get in the duct tape the duck tank the dunk tank is what <laughs> i meant tank. to say but i've got ducks on the brain apparently <laughs>
0: it's
5: like you're playing whack-a-mole right. with these guys you're right
0: <laughs> now i'm also i know i can't move except for a five-foot step and i'm inclined to take a five-foot step but I, i'm at full health and I'm like even overhealed a bit so i'm gonna stand my ground and i'm gonna play whack-a-mole smart I got you. You won't get
1: hurt. Nice. Well, you'll get healed after you get hurt. Right, right, right. Up next
5: is Ivan. Question. Is the yeah. door open or closed in front of me? It's
3: probably open.
5: Perfect. Then I'm going to wild shape into an owl and fly out of the cabin. And okay. I will go 35 feet here and 25 feet up. So I'm like 25 feet above the The deck of the boat.
3: And that's my turn. That sounds good to me. Up next is Devoth. All right, Devoth is going to
2: maintain rage, and he's going to come over here and stand next to Cheryl and ready a vital strike for if something gets within reach.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Up next is Brycoloccuses. So Orange is going to take a full round action move 15 feet. Ten of that will be climbing. The last five is it climbing onto the ship. That would provoke from both of you and Devoth would get his vital strike off probably before the attack of opportunity. You so would the after. vital strike happen before it climbs onto the deck? Just Yeah, when it was still climbing up like right
2: here, you would get okay. your vital strike. So that's a twenty five to hit.
3: That hits. For another forty five damage. Okay. That destroys the Bricolocus. Yeah. It yeah. definitely fell in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It fell in several times at the same time. <laughs> Green yeah. is going to climb up 10 feet, and it doesn't really have anywhere to go. He's going to take Orange's spot, but still only move up 10 feet, so he is now even with the railing, and Blue is going to start climbing up again. He moves up 15 feet. It's full round action.
2: Nice. Uh, also, I took four damage back from the Vicious, which uh, still puts me above my max health, thanks to Andrew. Thanks Leon. Okay. <laughs> Up next yeah. is Scram.
4: Scram is going to... Uh,
2: I don't even know. Um, Honestly, at this point, being a cheerleader is a legitimate option.
4: <laughs> yeah, right? I was thinking
1: about
2: Moment that. of greatness.
4: I, I think I used that already.
3: I don't think so. I think you did, too.
1: I think you did.
4: I do have an enlarged person, but at this point, like...
2: Yeah, we're already kind of cramped. <laughs>
4: Chain of Perdition. Okay. And uh, I'm going to attempt to ensnare uh, Blue.
3: Okay. Uh, you'll need to move up to the railing to have line of sight. I
4: will. I will hesitantly do so.
3: He's still 15 feet down. Oh uh, yeah,
4: far. that's very true.
3: Okay. Uh, so go ahead and make that combat maneuver check. D20 plus your caster level plus your intelligence modifier versus its CMD.
4: I have 30.
3: Let me tell you, their CMD. 30. <laughs>
4: Let's go! Hey!
3: All right, so ensnare just gives him the entangled condition, correct? All right, so he can—he's still free to climb, but he is—but uh, he's taking a minus two on his some things. Tom, why don't you look that up uh, for <laughs> while everybody else is?
2: Entangled creature moves at half speed, takes a minus two on attack oh, rolls, Jesus and minus Christ. four to
3: dex. Oh, the half speed, seriously? He's never going to get up. (laughs) Well, he's still at a minimum five feet as a move action, five feet as a standard action. So, anyway, Leon, you're up.
1: Anyway. (laughs) All right. uh, I'm going to look at the group and shout. All right, gentlemen, I think you've got this. This should be easy to clean up. And I'll use Inspired Courage. Yeah. So, y'all get
0: that plus two to attack and Yeah, that's
5: some tasty stuff. Okay. Cheryl.
0: All right, you spin me right round, baby, like a book. Let's go. You can swing at green
3: unabated.
0: All right, here it comes. Swing that meat. Uh, 38. Am I rolling good today? Yeah, that hits. Well, I feel like I am. Yeah! Hit. Yeah, you're rolling like yeah. a frickin' nasty. Yeah, you... <laughs> 21, and I'm gonna attack that bitch again, so here it comes.
5: I'm rolling good today. <laughs>
0: 27. <laughs> hmm? That hits. Yes, oh, min roll fifteen damage.
5: Death by a thousand uh, book slaps. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's the name of the game. Plus you two for courage. It. Yeah. Green is destroyed. Yes! I need the courage. I'm the greatest. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, now it is Ivan's turn.
5: Yeah. All right, I am going to use my flyby attack to attack blue. Okay. It's kind of hard with the three dimensions to figure out how much. Distance I use, like how much I have left after I hit him.
3: So, how high up are you right now? Oh, that's right. I didn't even factor that. 25 feet up. Alright, so plus 5, 10. So, that's 15 feet plus 25 feet plus another 15 feet for how low he is. So, that's 55 feet. Yeah, it's 55 feet to reach him.
5: Yep. Which leaves me with 5 feet. So can I try in with my flyby attack, claw his like upper half, and end up five feet above him? You know, like if I was swooping.
3: You can. Uh, hold on a second, because we're getting into fly check required territory. What is the modifier to your fly skill? <sighs> I don't know. I would
5: assume dexterity, right? Uh, it's a plus seven right now.
3: Uh, so first, do an attack roll. And then you're going to need to make a fly check, DC 15, to bank at an angle greater than 45 degrees. If you fail a fly check by five or more, you plummet to the ground, taking the appropriate falling damage. Uh, If you fail by an amount less than that, you just are unable to make that maneuver. So you would end your movement five feet directly above that undead creature. Does that all sound good? Yep. Uh, So it's a 29 to hit on the Talon.
5: That hits? Um and then fourteen damage plus five oh lightning, six acid damage.
3: <laughs> does does do your natural attacks have any special ability to break through damage reduction? And barring that, what is the Yes, but I bonus? think it's
5: cold iron and uh it might be silver. Hold up, let me look
3: real quick. Longer. Why don't you give me a fly check before you do that? Okay. At th- at third level, her
2: shifter claws count as magic weapons, ignoring DR Coal iron and DR silver.
3: All right, cool. So, so he take takes, that full damage, bitch. That's six sixteen plus eleven is twenty seven,
5: and then my fly was at twenty one.
3: Okay. You make the bank directly after destroying the brachilocus.
5: Don't say Ivan nice. wasn't part of this fight.
3: <laughs> way to steal that kill oh hey you know
5: since uh, since he dies I would fully like get to the water's edge and kind of like skim a wing before I bank up
3: okay so the combat is over what is everybody doing
5: I'll land back down on the deck and on shape and say hey guys check it out I found the journal we were looking for
2: wow Oh, so that's where you disappeared to do you mind if I see that book?
5: Yeah, i hand it over to you.
2: I'm going to open it up. I
3: You have the it.
5: knowledge, man. I'm going to like kind of read over your shoulder like next to you.
3: Okay, are you going to sit down and just read this journal its entirety? Because it's uh, got quite a lot of entries. Or yeah, let's, uh, yes. let's save this for I'm later. I'm going to
2: sit here and read all of
1: it. No, Story I want to skim. I'm just going to open a cover, start flipping through pages. I want to see, like...
2: Maybe check out, like, the last few pages. Yeah, that's what I mean.
1: Yeah, I'm just getting an overall, like, w- what am I going to get into later? Am I going to need a primer on how to read a new language? That kind of thing. So I'm just going to skim through and then close it.
3: Okay. It's it's written in the common tongue, so you're okay there. Uh, it's an old yet sturdy leather journal. It's marked on the inside cover as property of Skaggs Rotgram. The pages inside are packed. He, he wrote a lot. And he okay. made he made full use of every page. The beginning looks more like the entries of a traditional journal, where he is just kind of lamenting, uh, writing his thoughts. Not too long after that, it looks more like a. It, it looks more like lists. If you if you stop skimming for a second and you focus on one of the pages, it looks like ship manifests. The very last entry looks like uh, one of the traditional journal journal entries again. But before you get to that, you see a couple illustrations.
0: Oh, pictures. Finally, something I can read. Yeah. Picture, time. Picture books are pretty
2: <laughs> rare back then. The guy that carries around a book is like, oh, pictures. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's nothing even written in his book, so.
1: It, it could be <laughs> my first phrasma Bible, and it's all. <laughs> my of <pictures>. first Bible? <laughs> you, you, you don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's all pop-ups <laughs> yeah it's just pop-up perasma stories
1: <laughs>
3: uh so if anyone is interested in the illustrations uh here's what the first one looks like a map of a crescent-shaped island
1: Yeah, you know, harrigan's hmm. fortress sea serpent sea save secret entrance
3: sea cave that might actually say sea save oh. sorry but yeah it's supposed to say sea cave
1: okay yeah, sea cave
3: to... secret entrance yeah so yeah you see a picture of a horseshoe shaped slash crescent shaped island the map itself is labeled Gannett island and you see it has marked plainly that in Gannet, Bobby. one <laughs> in one part one part on the inside of the crescent is a bullet labeled harrigans fortress and on the very innermost part of the crescent is another point labeled sea cave semicolon secret entrance and marked kind of arbitrarily in the middle of the of the harbor uh is labeled sea serpent but yeah you guys can make a knowledge yeah. arcana check for identifying a sea serpent
1: 41 on my knowledge arcana 20 on mine
3: Scram
4: uh 18
3: okay so scram you you see sea serpent and you're like what is that some kind of aquatic serpent uh, Cheryl, you've heard stories of sea serpents. You know that they're supposed to be these terrifying uh, creatures that sailors spin tales about. You're not entirely sure if they're real. Leon, or yeah, Leon, you know a little bit about sea serpents. You know that they are very large serpentine magical beasts that live in the ocean and they, their reputation precedes them you know, the, the the sailor stories that tell about how uh, scary they are are for the most part true. You recall back when you were relatively new to the group and you guys fought two megalodons at the same time, you know that roughly a sea serpent would be a little tougher than that. And I will also, what'd you get, 31? 41. Oh my God, 41. All right, so uh, you could ask four questions about them.
1: Okay. What is their worst save? Will. Do they have uh, an exploitable weakness in terms of like elemental attacks? They do not. Do they have spell resistance? They do not. Hmm. I guess I'd like to know if they have a special
4: power.
3: Yes. So you know that these creatures are especially elusive. You know that they can move... Very quickly, in a short amount of time, without leaving any trace of their passing. This is identical to a druid's pass without trace ability, or excuse me, a ranger's. So basically, as a full round action while underwater, they can move up to 300 feet without leaving any trace, and during this time, they get a plus 40 circumstance bonus bonus to their stealth. And while... Wow. Except while in combat, they're considered to be under the effects of a non-detection spell. So, like, you wouldn't be able to scry on one. And I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback one little tidbit of info onto your, do they have any weaknesses? I'm going to tell you that not only do they not have weaknesses, but they are immune to cold and they resist fire damage. But I'm not going to tell you by how much.
1: They're not easy to deal with. And they're very real. The stories aren't lies. If we're going to go at the Sea Serpent head-on, we're going to need to be extremely prepared.
2: How the hell did Harrigan get to one of those to guard, I guess, his own fortress? What the hell?
0: Hey, didn't we have a, some sort of sea monster as well?
2: I mean, we've got the Gargolavo egg, but uh, I don't, I, I'd rather not unleash that. It's going to be more trouble than it's worth.
3: No, 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 oh, no yeah. go get it, just to make sure you got it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I... I... I don't think that Devos
3: like. Actually, hold on, Leon, you haven't seen it before. One second, let me go get it.
5: <laughs> um, DeVos, are you claiming that you have Gargo Lava? No, you I get. D- wait, when did you guys? You I didn't tell you that. Yeah, we've
2: we've got a Gargo Lava egg in uh, back on the show. Oh no!
5: Holy shit! How do you not tell your first mate that I've been driving around with the Eater of Worlds? Oh, the Ridiculous. less.
2: I mean, in general, the less people that know, the better. But
5: I could have swore I told you guys before this. How?
0: How well, that's did. That's yeah, story. What, do I know time. what a Gargalavo is? Yeah, I, I really don't remember. Yeah, I think. How we got I think
3: Devoth and Scram are the I, only imagine. two crew members that are privy to this. They those. are. <laughs> I assume well, just by legend me, we know it. Give me a knowledge history. Give me, yeah, give me a knowledge history or Dude. geography. Well, I got a 26. Oh, come on. It has to be a knowledge check.
5: Can I do a flat? <laughs> They're all <well, 12>
3: zeros. <laughs> I got 7. Uh, 8. All right. Uh, Ivan. Uh, I'd give you a bonus since it is more nature based. So you've heard of Gargolavo, but you're positive that it's not real. With an eight, Cheryl would, also, would be in the same boat as Ivan, be like, yeah, Gargolavo. He probably would have even said that very sarcastically. It's not like we have Gargolavo again. So, Leon, with your knowledge history check, you know a fair deal about Gargolavo. You know that he was a real threat many 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 mm. years ago giant shark said to have the ability to eat entire islands though the logistics of that are pretty brain cramping what a real so one so that would pro- that would definitely perk your ears up when when you heard that as well I gotta see that oh well, yeah.
5: yeah they, they didn't have
1: <sighs> I'm gonna run over to Ivan and just start getting it's real back on the mask like, we'll show you this later is amazing they're totally well, real right. I can't believe I want to see this I don't right know how like they that. eat yeah. islands. wow
5: <laughs> I'm I'm pretty excited about this too. As a druidy nature boy, like you just told me, I could see a unicorn.
3: Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be like meet the Fockers, and Scram's gonna try to beat you guys back there so we can <laughs> plant a fake egg in back uh, quarters.
5: <laughs> I don't have
4: anything to do that, <laughs> so like it. at this yeah, point- he already
3: used his dimension door. <laughs> yeah, actually, Scram, I been meaning to ask you about that. Did you, what did you do with the bag of holding? Did you just put that back under the mattress? Yeah, at, I just put it point? right
4: back under the mattress.
3: All right, so there's just an empty bag of holding under the mattress. So that was the that is the first illustration in the journal. Uh, it is of Gana Island, and you guys have now a, a better idea of what you might be in for. And there's the presence of a secret entrance. The second illustration, Skaggs went ahead and made a a pretty accurate illustration of the uh, the fortress that Barnabas Harrigan is in. He even was nice enough to put in a compass and a grid uh, for you guys. From the context, though, it looks like there's at least a second story to this fort based on the stairs. There could even be more than that. You're not sure. Uh, But you know that this is the ground floor and he made his own little notes on this map. And you guys can go ahead and discuss.
2: Well, this uh, seems like it might make infiltration a bit easier. We don't have to worry about going in the front door. I wonder if... uh we'd be able to trek overland to that secret cave and and go in that way or if we'd have to go in by ship
4: it seems easy enough uh, to navigate
0: uh, what's with this do not enter in caps lock scrag pen what the hell's a scrag also
5: mistress of revelations kill first why why does it say kill first
3: I don't know. There's some. There, obviously, there's some context that Skaggs had. Then he made this map for himself, probably, yep. that you guys don't have. Oh! Although, anybody who wants to can make. I believe it's a knowledge nature check for Skaggs. I got a
5: 10 on that.
3: Sorry, it's a knowledge local check. Wait, I thought you said nature. I did. That's why I said, sorry, knowledge local. Well,
1: I'll <laughs> take the 27, I guess. <laughs> but I am using my inspired.
3: Uh, 22 for 5. <laughs>
0: 21 for Scram. 16 for Ivan.
3: All right. <laughs> and I see Cheryl got a 10.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to say it out loud, but I got a 10.
3: <laughs> All right, so everybody but Cheryl know that Scrags are aquatic trolls. Yeah, so Ivan can ask one question about them, and everyone else can ask two questions about them. Uh, offensive capabilities. You know that they have a bite and two claws and a rend attack. Ren triggers uh, when both claws hit. Weakest save, will,
4: and any resistances?
3: They do not have any resistances, Dovah or Leon. Uh, yeah. What
2: kind of um like special ability do they have?
3: You know that they have regeneration, like a traditional troll, that is broken by acid or fire damage. But you know that their regeneration only functions when they're in contact with water. Okay and from looking at this map, you're not seeing water in the pen, although maybe there's a pool or something. Some sort of
2: pool, yeah. All right.
4: Oh, real quick. Leon, do you have something to resolve my uh, disease that I contracted? Oh, yeah,
1: I forgot, oh, I forgot yeah. you got disease. I totally have. Yeah, I have you covered there. I cast...
3: Yeah. Uh, before, before you do that, I'm, I'm real glad that you guys just totally forgot about that because it has an onset of one minute, unlike most diseases, which are a full day. So,
4: this should have been taken uh, care of immediately. If I was <laughs> feeling,
3: I, I agree. And yet, here yeah. we are after like five <laughs> minutes of that. Scram, if you're diseased, you should have said
4: something. <laughs> well, I'm <I> sorry. <laughs> like, he's, uh, but I'm right. not. See, I'm not feeling that physically, but Scram is. So, he would have been like,
5: Oh, something's really wrong. Something's really, then really wrong. Then you should
1: have had Scram say that.
4: Yeah, but the problem
1: <laughs> now, is
5: nobody. I the, the said it. I could have had, thing had was that part, not Tom's part. What? <laughs> because if you There's know a it couple has failures, an onset none of them are of mine. One minute, you should have been like, "All right, Scram, now you're gonna take damage," and he would have been like, "Wait, Leon, he'll like get rid of yeah, this." Yeah, at that
1: point,
3: he would have still. had As soon as I done, said dude. that, though, he would have taken the damage. Also, I'm. I'll add that. You might you might feel like a little icky, but that's probably nothing that you guys aren't used to and an onset means during that time you're not actually suffering adverse conditions. So once that right. minute hit, I bet Scram would have been like, Oh, you guys like Leon, you need to help me, but I think the damage is done. A minute has passed. That... Scram, you're going to take yeah, that checks out. one con damage and four Dex damage. Alright, so then Leon casts Remove Disease, You so you need to make a caster level check versus the DC of the disease. Oh, Leon, you got it exactly. Yeah! <laughs> Never yeah, didn't have, have
4: it. Let's go. Do,
3: does it so does... the ability the ability damage is still there. Yeah, but. Well... Scram did he, is,
4: did he nope. have to waste that? Because you just said that this thing was only one minute, and you said I took no, the full the onset
2: of is one minute. It's a disease. You still have it after that minute. It just, it like, it procs like once per day or hour or whatever the disease says, but it doesn't take effect until one minute after you get it.
3: Oh, uh, okay. Correct. So, now the good news is, I think Leon can still cure your ability damage.
1: Yeah, I can. I have lesser restoration. I also have restoration. Okay. I do which one is better? I think
3: you only need the lesser for ability damage,
1: right? Oh, actually, uh regular yeah. restoration does cure all temporary ability damage.
3: Yeah, so yeah, one... but it's, I think it's also 100 gold and yep. diamond dust though. Yeah. He'll yeah, you could just
5: would... do the four decks and then he'd get the one con back after sleeping. No, I'm just yeah, 100 gold. D- d- yeah, don't, don't worry about that.
1: You are completely healed of ability damage.
3: There you go. Nice. All right. All right. So, back to the matter at hand, does anybody you guys have anything else to say about this map? You, you're still kind of going over... Yeah, the place, I'll ask my Sidetrack. Oh, right, 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 about the Scrags. <laughs> Boy, y'all took my good questions. <laughs> I am so
1: surprised. I don't know what to ask, though. Surprising. <laughs> uh, actually, we went over resistances. All right. Now that I think about it, I don't think I have anything to ask. Yeah, I guess defensive capabilities is pretty broad. I'll just ask, what are its defensive capabilities?
3: Do uh, you know that the only thing it's got going for it defensively is its regeneration so i'll I'll add that its best saving throw is fortitude if you've got nothing else i can how intelligent are they they are pretty basic in their intelligence they are a fair deal less intelligent than your average human but they are certainly capable of reasoning although the the subject of their reasoning is usually pretty base, like food or power. They are capable of forming alliances. So these these could, these could be like pets of Barnabas Harrigan's or they could be actual allies. But contextually, you're looking at the map and it says Scrag Pen. So that kind of gives you, that probably gives you the impression that these are uh, just more subservient creatures that Barnabas Harrigan has on hand and they're not actually like, on his payroll or something. It's Albear 2.0. So I'll say
1: it's possible we could sway them or convince them to at least leave and not... Like, If we open the doors to their pen and say, go, they might just bounce, but I don't know.
3: We might have to fight them. You know that your typical Scrag is about as tough to fight as your typical troll, which for adventures of your caliber is pretty insignificant. So maybe maybe there's a whole lot of them, or... Maybe these Scrags are more powerful than your average scrag. You're you don't have any more information than that to work on, but you know that generally speaking a scrag for you guys should be a cakewalk. Okay.
1: What's this mistress of revelation?
3: You guys can make a knowledge local check or a knowledge religion check.
4: Oh ah! for me. <laughs>
3: Twenty seven for Scram.
2: Sixteen for Devoth.
3: Twenty three for Leon. Scram, you've you've heard of a Mistress of Revelations. You know that it is a religious title, and you know that it is uh, given to typically the the head of a church of Norgorber. It's, it's like a uh, oh. bishop. Cheryl, uh, anyone who wants to do knowledge religion can. Cheryl knows that Norgorber is a neutral evil god of secrets, poison, and assassination. He's the rogues the, that's right the I do guy. know that
2: and he's also one of what like four gods that have passed through the, the star zone test
3: yes he is one of the, the gods who ascended from a mortal man by doing some pretty mysterious and scary test that ca- has killed thousands of people who attempted to reach divinity
2: and that Caden Kalian did while drunk on a dare
3: yep yep the drunken god or the accidental that- god as some call him <laughs>
0: It kind of it kind of sounds like a uh, partying with the boss. <laughs> Become a god, you won't. <laughs>
3: oh yeah, watch me. <laughs> Where's the starstone? Point me in the direction. I'll kill any number of my crew to get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Any other any other questions or comments on this map? Nah. No, I think we should uh, now that we've seen. These
2: couple of maps. I think we should finish looking around this uh you know, check out the ships, see if we can find the body of Skag's Rockrim. And then I want to <clears> see that guy in and- the
5: lava Lake. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> Definitely want to see that. And the one thing I would like to specifically note about these maps is they are just maps of specific locations. You cannot you do not have the geographical location of this island or fort. Makes sense. Like, obviously, you know, the fort is on the island, but you don't know where that island is in the shackles. Okay, so you search through the ship, and we can fast forward and say you search through all the ships. So first, down in the captain's cabin below you, where Ivan retrieved this journal, you find a leather pouch containing 120 platinum pieces. You find an exceptionally well-carved ivory statuette of two entwined succubi worth 500 gold. You find three bottles of fine spiced sargaven rum worth 250 gold each. Uh, you got uh, Identifying potions at this point is pretty trivial, so I'll just tell you. You find two potions of removed disease. <laughs> you find a potion of cure serious wounds. And you find a magical bottle. I'm going to ask for spellcraft checks on the bottle. Yeah. I think the DC to identify with knowledge arcana is five higher. Cool.
1: I got a forty-two <laughs> Knowledge
3: Arcana. Uh <laughs> Okay. Yeah. You guys can all just sit down. Uh share Leon identifies this as a bottle of air. Oh, it's it's <laughs> what? what a ripoff. Oh wow. Uh so this item appears to be a normal glass bottle with a cork. When taken to any airless environment, it retains air within it at all times, continually renewing its contents. This means that a character can draw air out of the bottle to breathe. The bottle can even be shared by multiple characters who pass it around. Breathing out of the bottle is a standard action, but a character so doing can then act for as long as she can hold her breath. The item is worth 7,250 gold pieces.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a scam. A bottle of air worth (laughs) 7,000 gold pieces? That's nuts. Uh, it's basically so, a
3: portable like air bubble, like, <laughs> yeah, yep. And so that's what you find in the captain's cabin, and you search through the rest of the ship, and you find some, you find some like trade goods. Like you, you find you find some crates of cloth down here. You go to the the other ship, and you find some iron rivets, and find some wool in another ship. All in all, you find eight points of plunder, uh, secured what? in these ships. What?
2: Dang. He made that sound so like trivial, like oh, it's eight points of plunder. Like okay, yeah, well, sure, but <laughs> so
3: it's two, it's two points of plunder per ship. So per ship, it's not right a whole lot. But yeah, right, uh, right, it, it like, adds all up told, to a fair yeah. deal. In
1: theory, it's all going on one ship, and there it will be a lot.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's it. And what are you guys doing now? You have these Can four we, ships. Uh... That, that, yeah. How
2: seaworthy do these ships look?
3: They're badly damaged. Uh, you know that a sailing ship typically has, like, I'm not going to look it up, but it's got, like, over a 1,000 hit points. Each ship currently has mm-hmm. 400 hit points. And the sails usually have their own set of hit points. The sails have zero hit points. So the sails are not usable whatsoever. The ships can be repaired, no problem, as long as you've got the time or the scram to do it. And from there, <laughs> there you we can... <laughs> Uh, and so you could you could tow these out of here or you can repair them in the cave however long that takes. You you just need to wait until you get them out of the cave to like reaffix sails because as they are like the masts are actually removed from the ships in order to fit inside the cave. Um, okay. Are we... the
2: masts still like nearby or like are they just completely gone?
3: You can't
5: find them anywhere now. Okay. Do we know how many sailors it would take to act like skeleton crew each ship?
3: I think the minimum before you start to, like, really take penalties on your checks is 20 per sh- per ship. But, yeah, like, it, so you could you could tow them out of here, and you can crew them elsewhere or sell them, whatever you want to do. Cruise them back to Sharp Bay and Island.
2: Yeah, I was like, I, I am definitely tempted to, uh, like, at least, yeah, tow them out of the cave, have Scram fix them up enough so they're not going to sink, and then we can... Uh, I feel like we should get one of them, like, really seaworthy. Like, see if we can get, like, the masts and everything fixed up on one of them. Yeah, that way we can have the anchor, like, crew one of these ships. And, like, between the two working ships, we could tow the other three back to Sharkbane Island. It's a good plan. And then we can, you know, Aaron Ivy has a project. And when he's ready, we can go and, like, crew those up.
0: <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> Almost <laughs> as much as Mahim, who we don't see enough Maheem. of these days. Yeah. Right?
3: He grew up fast. So you guys are... So you uh, you get back in the longboat, you row out of the cave. Are you taking any of the ships with you?
4: So before that happens, I actually want to pull Devoth out, while everybody else is kind of like skittering around to like, you know, find some treasure. I try to pull mm-hmm. Devoth off to the side. Okay. Hey, Devoth.
2: Yeah, hey, and what is it?
4: Uh, it, You know, I... I I'm like separate. I'm, like I really want to be separate from the rest of the guys.
3: All right, Devoth, so like, you scram out out take of you. out of your
2: shot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll I'll let him take me a little bit away. Like
4: Devoth, I did something bad. I've been trying to make up for it ever since. I've been trying to prove my worth to you ever since. I uh, I've gifted you the the armor plate. Uh, I've been trying to really. Kind of proved myself to you ever since. Um, I, I, I betrayed you in some ways.
2: You did, huh? How so?
4: Gargo Lavo is no longer in our possession. Uh, He's what? You remember? You remember when, uh, when the cabin boy uh, said that he was having dreams that he said that Gargo Lavo was trapped.
2: Yeah, what about it?
4: I had very similar dreams. Uh, and not just dreams, they were real. Uh, he promised that if we let him out, or if I let him out, uh, he would not only grant us safety, but also uh, a sort of favor. And uh, So you
2: you're telling me that you not only went behind my back, but you unleashed one of the most dangerous and devastating creatures to ever terrorize the shackles? Don't forget he stole from me.
4: <laughs> there, there's a little bit more story behind that than what was perceived
2: uh, oh I would sure I would certainly hope there's more to the story because right now it just seems like uh, you've unleashed an unholy terror on the, the shackles and we haven't had any time to prepare for it because you've been too embarrassed
4: we've been preparing all along I've been preparing all along
2: yeah well none of us no
4: one else has. Devoth, I've been working tirelessly. I've been sleeping uneasy about this situation. I felt nothing but guilt since I've done it.
2: Oh, yeah, that makes it much better.
4: I also felt oh. that we may have had no other choice. We were. We've enslaved it to be a weapon, Devoth. We had it trapped in an egg. And we've enslaved it to do our bidding at one point or another. Is that no better than what you were actually against the entire time?
2: Wait, 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 wait. We didn't have it enslaved. We weren't forcing it to do work.
4: Yes, but we have stated multiple times that we were going to use it if it was necessary to use. Even just now, we were talking As about- As a last
2: resort out a spite, what are you talking about? Even just now, we were
4: joking about it as using it on the sea serpent.
2: Yeah, there's a difference between joking about that and actually releasing it without telling
3: me.
0: Oh, here it comes! Did we hear that?
3: You guys would probably hear Devoth shouting angrily, but you probably can't make out what he's saying at this point. Uh, uh, where where are we standing? Just just for reference. So I would think you got everybody else is, like, inside the the captain's cabin still. Okay. And Scram and Devoth are probably, like, on the other end of the main deck.
4: Yeah, that's probably exactly where he'd be.
2: All right. So, yeah, you guys from in there would probably hear Devoth start shouting, but probably wouldn't be able to understand quite what he's saying yet. And uh, I don't know if that piques your interest or not, but this is about the point where Devoth would grab Scram by, like, the front of the shirt, and literally just, like, shove him over to the edge of the ship and throw him in the water. <laughs> Whoa! Yes!
3: Whoa. Yes! Splash him! Scram, are you gonna let him do that?
4: This seems like a combat situation. No, I'm not gonna let him do that.
3: Alright, Devoth, give me a, a grapple check. I'm sure at this point we're kind of hearing quite the ruckus. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean we'd, we'd be probably walking, uh, I know at this point this I is. would be walking out
5: So I'm imagining
1: I'm walking out
5: as whatever
1: the result is.
3: That's a 16. Scram, what's your CMD? Oh,
4: no, 18.
2: Then I will get on inspiration, that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So that makes it a 22.
3: All right, so Devoth grabs Scram and shoves him off the railing. And at that point, uh, Leon steps out of the captain's cabin. I'm sure Scram is probably like Screaming I've, I've or, or shouting something. Ah! Oh, what so the I, fuck I saw... is
5: going on? Did you just throw him overboard?
3: Scram, gimme a swim check. This is how he dies. Yeah. That would actually <laughs> I oh, oh, feel so bad for no, Tom, a... but
1: it would be an amazing story.
5: Oh, God. <laughs> I have a I have a tenant swim.
3: Okay, you're fine. You can tread water without needing to roll anything. I'm All right, gonna so... go over
5: to the edge, like trying to like help scram cuz i'm more confused than anything right now.
3: Yeah. So scram, you just got thrown into the water. What is your immediate response? What do you do?
4: Kind of just swim over to the longboat at that point.
3: Okay. So so Ivan you run over to the railing and you see scram swimming in this direction towards the longboat. Devoth, do you react at all to Ivan coming out and running up to the railing? And Leon, meanwhile, is shouting, What the hell just happened? And Leon, I don't know if you're approaching Devoth in any way or if you're staying where you are. I think I would have just shouted that and then I imagine that
1: Ivan would have been faster to get over there. So I think I'm gonna okay. wait till like during their conversation, I'm gonna run over the rail and I am gonna <laughs> I'll
0: I, I will I will
1: raise my hand.
3: Okay. And lastly, Cheryl, did you exit the captain's cabin?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, if I hear a scream, I'm definitely, you know, running to see what happens. But as soon as I realize that, uh, no one's in trouble, (laughs) I don't, I don't help any further.
3: (laughs) So, Devoth, do you have any reaction to Ivan and Leon running over to the railing? And, uh, Leon shouted a question at you.
2: Uh, no, I, I would not, like, try to stop them from doing anything. Like, Devoth throwing Scram overboard was more just an act of supreme frustration than anything else like you know it's, it's, it's the equivalent of like punching a wall or you know like he was trying everything he could not to take out chip at that moment so like that was like the happy compromise that didn't involve someone dying yep yep and i will say at this point the the captain's cabin is like fairly thoroughly looted by now right yeah and then devoth would like stalk over into the captain's cabin and just if Cheryl went back in there, I would just look at him and just growl, like, get out. Yep,
3: nope, I'm out. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Alright,
2: I jump overboard. Okay.
1: As he um, starts walking towards the cabin, I immediately just jump right into
5: the water. Like, I got you, buddy! What was that all about, Scram?
4: Uh, a while back, with the Gargo lava egg, I made a, uh, decision that was, that should have been left up to the crew. Uh,
5: what kind of decision? You didn't eat it, did you?
4: Oh, but I kind of wish I had now. Essentially, I uh, released Gargolavo. Uh,
5: oh, 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 I th- thought you said you released him for a second. <laughs> That's a good one, scream. <laughs> I, uh I did. Hold on. Wait a minute. Five minutes ago, I wasn't even sure this thing was real. You know, like unicorns. And now you're telling me not only is it real, but you released him, he's free? Gargolavo was uh, essentially
4: what I thought to be a slave to us. And I thought I can act on my own accord about it, thinking that I was right. But I've been trying to make it up to the crew ever since, you know. Doing whatever work needed to be done, fixing whatever needed to be fixed, doing whatever I could do. I certainly understand the frustration of uh, everybody at this point.
5: Well, I'll tell you what, kid. You have got some big nuts on you. And at this point, I'm gonna like kind of walk up and like put my arm around your shoulder and start walking you to the longboat in the stern. <laughs> be like, don't worry about the boss. I I've known him a while. And let me tell you. He just doesn't like having his toys gone, but he'll find something else. That guy, I tell you, I've seen him at his lowest point, and to look at him now, whew, he'd come a long way, so he'll get over this.
4: Scram kind <laughs> of hints a smile, but uh, immediately kind of kind of shrugs it off.
5: All right, you want, you want to be a, a Debbie Downer? The bright side is if he was going to kill you, you'd be dead already. Like, Yeah, right? I know. All righty. I bring him over to the stern and let him pout.
3: Alright, if nobody has anything else they want to do, uh, I just want to know, Devoth, what what do you do once you're done doing what you're doing? I guess we
2: would gather everything back up and I guess take the longboat back to the Mascador, but Devoth would be sitting about <laughs> as far away from Scram as possible. and
5: Some real social distancing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: And like, I will say for a few days, like Devoth is going to be communicating with Scram through other people.
0: Sure, Oh, that's awesome.
5: You know, like, hey,
2: Ivan, go tell Scram to fix the boat. I was or just going like to say, that. I <laughs> was
5: going to volunteer for that.
3: Okay, so you guys get in the longboat and you get back to the Mascador, which is waiting for you. Where do you go from there? Are you you towing? Are you going to tow one of the boats out, ASAP, and then just make repairs? Where you are right there,
2: yeah. Take one out of the out. Uh, take one out of the cave. The one that looks to be in the best shape, or if they all look about the same, whichever one's the easiest to get out. And uh, yeah, we'll fix that up. Take a few days to fix that up, and we can, you know, tow them back to Shark Bay Island.
3: Okay. So right now, this minute, Scram. Do you have any spells that can begin the repairing of the ship, or do you need to wait until tomorrow and repair it? And prepare, uh, like make hole and fabricate and stuff like that.
4: I do have one uh, fabricate, and I think I have I have one make hole.
3: Okay, so now and the thing with fabricate is you need raw materials with you to to do anything with it. And I would say that you have on hand on the Mascador, like spare. Timber, spare, sails, stuff like that. So if you guys want to use the Mascador's supplies that are meant for repairing the Mascador, Scram can use a Fabricate spell to expedite the process a bit. Otherwise, you're going to need to wait until tomorrow for more make-whole spells.
2: Yeah, that's fine. We can use the extras and then resupply when available. Okay,
3: so in that case, I would say that you can make... You can make the ship seaworthy uh, that day between a make hole and a fabricate spell to get the to get to get one mast. the the make whole, the fabricate spell would probably be to create a new mast beam, and you, so okay. you can do that. The ship is designed to have probably two or three, so you're definitely not going at your full sailing speed, but you can at least get it maneuverable, seaworthy, and then with the make hole spell you can repair a little bit of damage on it so it would you'd definitely be limping along but you can get the ship moving and to a point where it could tow another ship though it would be going pretty slow right
2: and i imagine it's going to be slow going but i feel like it's still going to be quicker than making like three or four trips
3: okay you do that and you can take off the very next uh, the the very same day all
2: right and i will uh once they get the other ship up and running, I'll have Ivan take scram over there and they can control the skeleton crew to to pilot that ship.
3: Sure. All right. And you're bringing it back to Shark's Island? Yeah. All right. So are
4: we towing the other two ships or
3: Yeah, so the Mascador is towing one of the one of the other two ships and the ship that you just repaired is going to repair the fourth of the other ships. So oh wait, I'm sorry. So there's four ships total that are in that cave. Uh, one of them just got repaired. So there are currently three ships that have no crew and are in disrepair. I'm assuming yep. the Masador so will we'll,
2: to... like, tow two of them, and the the one that we just kind of fixed up a bit will tow the other one.
3: Okay. And on the way, I'm sure Scram can go back over to the other ships and more uh, make whole spells, get them a bit better before you even get back to Sharkspain Island. Between the slower ship and then towing three ships total, it's going to be a four-day, four-night trip back to Shark Bay Island from where you are. Yeah, so you take off, and on the first night on your way back, Leon is going to have another dream. Leon, you wake up the next day, uh, and you remember having another strange dream. You remember floating in the air again, but this time... The strange figure with dreadlocks was floating next to you. You were inside the mascador in the officers' quarters, and it felt like the figure was guiding your movements as you floated through the air. You floated above Scram in his cot, and then Cheryl, then Ivan, all the officers, while they slept. And it felt invasive, like you and this figure were watching your fellow officers in a moment of privacy. And then you floated through the door and into Devoth's cabin. It's hard to keep track of the time during a dream, but from what you remember, it felt like you floated above Devoth as he slept, watching him for hours. Eventually, Devoth's bed caught on fire, and you woke up as the flames were licking your feet. That's uh, spooky. Uh, Does anybody have anything they'd like to do on this, the second day of sailing?
2: Uh, I would just uh, I would go up to Leon and ask what was in the book, assuming he's continued reading it.
3: Yes, uh, I thought what you were going to ask him. Have any weird dreams? I
1: I was I was like, wait, well, this is a little forward, but all right, let's go. I heard you whimpering in <laughs> your sleep, big boy. How you doing?
2: From across the ship and through two closed doors. <laughs> I'm
1: a loud whimper. I, my my lungs. It's all that breathing I do. Very powerful. Um. So yes, I have been looking at the book. Uh, have I discerned anything new and interesting in my time?
3: Uh, here, let me just... Uh, you you could have finished it in in the time between when you first got in it and just now. So I will just go ahead and give you everything you know. The first dozen pages seem to be before Skaggs' employment on the Wormwood. From his entries, you can infer that he had been a relatively successful privateer out of Blood Cove with his ship, the Devilish Duchess. Once he's hired as Barnabas Harrigan's first mate, the entries become more structured as Skaggs compiles names and inventories of captured cello ships. Prices line up next to ship inventories as well as the ship's names themselves. Several ships don't have prices, but instead show names, perhaps the ship's the ship's new pilot, now part of Harrigan's fleet. One of the ship's names jumps out at you the devilish Duchess, and you know that this was Skaggs' own ship. A price tag of 5,900 gold pieces sits next to the name. Immediately following this page is a journal entry, more akin to those found in the beginning of the book. I can't keep the thoughts trapped in my head any longer. He wants to sell my own ship. My loyal crew, who have served me long before this drunk shudden came along, are to find their own way. No, I won't see my ship and crew liquidated for some last-minute funding. I know he won't listen, though. If I even broached this subject, I would be the main event at bloody hour. What a poor excuse for a captain. Barnabas Harrigan must die. The pages following this entry return to the categorical listings of ships and inventories, but soon enough you find two maps drawn into the pages, first labeled Gannett Island, and second labeled Harrigan's Fortress. Immediately following these maps is the final entry. I found his secret, but now I must run, for he found mine. As the wormwood runs down the Duchess, I can't see a way out. Harrigan will overtake us before long, and his bloodthirsty crew will cut mine to ribbons. The only option I can see is a reckless one. May Dagon have mercy on my crew. You remember that the islands that you were that you were on were called Dagon's Jaws. So he may have been actually referring to Dagon, maybe he was a cultist you don't know, or maybe he was just Referring to the islands and he's superstitious and thinks that Dagon has some presence on those islands. But you're pretty sure that uh, that entry was about him being found out as a traitor, uh, running, and as a le- as a desperate man- maneuver to lose the Wormwood, took the ship through Dagon's gullet, and the rest is history. So meanwhile, your next destination is Sharkspain Island. You're continuing your journey before we get there, after that little meeting we had, I would have taken Devoth aside.
1: Yes. Now, All right. Devoth, I know you're not too happy about this happening, especially now, but I, uh, full disclosure, I do need to talk to you about something.
2: Did you betray me, too? Did you release a shark dev- or an island-devouring sea monster without them telling me? No. I am telling you now, immediately after the
1: weird thing happened.
2: Alright, well, I, I guess I appreciate that.
1: So I had a... De- unusual dream and i wouldn't bother you with things like this but with my powers reoccurring dreams are usually an important thing that i need to pay attention to and i keep having a dream about fire and about a dreadlocked i don't know wraith this this thing and i don't have a lot of information but the most recent dream i had involved me floating above your crew into your cabin Hanging above your cabin with dreadlock dude, and then an eruption of flames.
2: Um, I'm just, i just trying to think. Like in Devoth's past, who, who does he know that has dreadlocks besides Harrigan? Like I don't think anyone. Can give me an
3: uh, intelligence check. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's no a way. one. That is a one.
3: <laughs> You're pretty sure you've never met anyone with dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah, so I just look at Leon yeah,
2: doesn't, that description doesn't ring a bell. Uh, Unfortunately, but, I'm not uh,
1: surprised to hear that.
2: But it's something to keep an eye on, I guess, I guess let me know if it happens again, or uh, <laughs> I guess if you smell smoke.
1: <laughs> I laugh, and then I say, <laughs> I, I'm really sorry to bother you when I don't have any information really, but this, considering the past events, I feel like maybe being open is my best option.
2: Well, I'd say that's a very good option. It's one of the reasons I trust you.
1: I would, at that, not wanting to push my luck, bow and leave! <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. Good
3: As strategy. I'm
1: walking by, I do look overboard. Just, oh, That's a
5: long drop. <laughs>
1: Shuffle into my cabin.
5: Says the guy with a rig of Featherfall. He's a scary man. It doesn't matter how <laughs> good my Featherfall is if I'm decapitated
1: on the way down. That's true. I can't breathe on myself.
5: Also, would your body Featherfall and your head? Like <laughs> just plummet.
3: <laughs> probably okay. So you guys continue with your journey. Scram rifles through all of his make hole spells and get the ships a little farther farther along. They still don't look great. I think make hole caps out at five d five five d four plus five or something like that, or five d six plus five. Yeah, it's it's not a lot uh, when you consider how many hit points a uh, sailing ship has. Uh, but you you do. You do everything you can. That's the end of that. Day. I'm
5: also fabricated.
4: Like, if if they left me with, like, the other materials. There's really
3: nothing else to use fabricate Okay. On. Like, you exhausted all of the ship's spare materials with that first casting. Got it. All right. So, we come to the next night, and Leon has another dream. Oh, <sighs> boy. Or, at, at first, you're not sure if it is a dream. Because you awaken to a bright light shining through the windows of the officer cabin. It's lighting the entire cabin up with an intense white light. What do you do? Can I move? I have like full yeah. faculty? Yeah,
1: I'm gonna stand up. I, I wanna I'm curious about the light.
3: Okay. You can go check and why out. no one else sees it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah so that's a good point. I thank you for bringing that up. I look around. Are there other people in here with me?
3: Yeah, you see everybody else in the cabin and everybody seems to be sleeping.
1: I think I would assume this might be a dream. So I would I wouldn't try to wake anybody. I would want to go check out the light.
3: Okay. You peer out one of the cabin windows and the light is too bright to make out anything outside the window and it kind of hurts your eyes to look through for too long.
1: I guess maybe at this point I I am going to try and who's whose bunk is nearest to me?
3: Uh, Cheryl. I'm
1: going to try and wake up Cheryl.
3: Okay. What do you do?
0: Yeah, good luck.
1: I'm going to take my my hands just like right on his chest and kind of do like the, the push shake, like bounce him in the bed a little.
3: Okay, so you reach out to Cheryl and there's a strange skip and you're suddenly standing in front of the door to the main deck, arms still outstretched as if to open the door.
1: I look back at Cheryl. He's still in his
3: Yeah, bunk? he's still there. No, nothing else has changed about the scene, but yeah, you, you can't quite explain I what just try to wake happened, Cheryl but... again. You turn. You turn around, and you again approach Cheryl. And this time, when you turn, you when you turn around, you are now outside of the officer's cabin, as if you were facing the door on the outside. And you turn around. You're on the main deck.
1: Well, that answers and, that. I say out loud. I guess I'm dreaming.
3: I try to fly. And Can I just like fly in the air? Oh well, g- give me one second. <laughs> uh, so you turn around. You're on the main deck, and there's a bright light with no discernible source everything is colored black and white and fuzzy black particles cloud the air making everything appear as an old colorless portrait you see a woman dressed in functional pirate clothes leaning on the starboard railing she has a hook hand and her hair is a dense tangle of dreadlocks and she's looking at you and we'll see you next week ah oh, you my heart oh. <laughs> dang uh, see ya see ya see ya breaking up with me?
2: Yes, we're done. This is how I decided to tell you.